wonder why you're out. I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullets. There's new bullet. Your host Leroy, aka Cornbread and Cabbage, with my co-hosts. Mm, this is Eli, aka C3 Peanut Butter Cups. I caught that one. Yep. <laughs> yep. And we're back with the episode. And I know this is the week of July the fourth, so I want everybody to do to celebrate July the fourth. Watch Jaws. There you go. That's so, what I do. Exactly what I do. You didn't need. I, mean, I watch Jaws all the time, but that was like you didn't yeah. need July the Fourth for that. Yes. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I usually do watch Jaws around, yeah, around the fourth, because you know what? Red, white. Hey, Jake's in the house. Yep. Just look at the Jaws poster. Look at the Jaws poster. American as you can get. It's red, white, and blue. That should be the flag. Fuck the flag we got. I mean, we should have Jaws as our flag. Jaws as a flag. Okay. <laughs> A predator as a flag. I think. I think America already gets the point of that. <laughs> yeah, and we're back with the episode. And Eli, we're going to have to jump into it because some crazy stuff has happened in the government this week that I want to address. That actually really caught my attention. So, like I said, we got a bunch of stuff that, like, okay, we know affirmative action has been banned. Okay, that's sad. That's a bummer. We know student loans have been banned. That's a bummer. But something ten times worse than that has happened in Mississippi. Mississippi has banned the hub. And we was like, what? The hub. the hub. I can't say it on here. A certain website. Oh. Yeah. The hub. They banned it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Fatty, what up? You got hacked. You had robots uh, uh, attacking my inbox. But uh, glad you're here. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. So let me get into detail about the hub getting banned. So apparently there's like some kind of big thing. Mississippi started crack down on those type of websites and basically any uh you know a, a, a website associated with the hub has got shut down also so i don't mean like you can't look at it at work or you can't look at it at school you can't look at it period your phone your computer your ipad nothing it is completely blocked if you go to the hubs website you're just gonna see uh this chick right here let me see so if you click on the site all you're gonna get is this chick this chick right now is the most hated chick in Mississippi. And I don't know who she is. <laughs> I don't That's know a, if she... That, that, that is a star. <laughs> right. I, I didn't know if she worked for the Mississippi legislation. I've heard about or... that. I've actually heard about that. Okay. So it's, it's being banned because the hub, Mississippi isn't banning it. The hub is banning it because of Mississippi's shit. That makes more sense. Okay, so blame one once again, blame everything on Mississippi. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so because I'm glad you cleared that up, Eli, because I didn't know she was like in the government. Well, Mississippi, like she helped. No, she it, she or... she is um 
an employee, an, an employee, a, a co- yes, a content, a content creator, creator. like yes. not like us. She doesn't create that content. We create. No, like, no, no, not like us. She actually not makes like a, no, money. no, no, nothing like us. No, <laughs> co- co- her <laughs> content makes money. Hey, uh, Jake, I am so glad your innocent mind is not understanding anything I'm saying. I'm glad it's completely going over your head. I am so glad. Please stay yeah. as innocent and pure as you are. Lying but, motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'll be honest with you. It's pandemonium right now, Mississippi, when this happened. It's like, I, I guess this is almost like when United States banned liquor. It's almost like that. Like, that's what it feels like right now. So everybody's looking for like alternative sources from the hub. You know, <laughs> let's start. What is we going to do? Make it our own shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. You can still upload content to the hub. <laughs> you can't watch it, but you can upload it. So yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that one. So honestly, I'm not going to say Mr. Beginning your shit because honestly, when you really think about it, you try to be pragmatic about the situation, you kind of understand. Like yeah, you just, I heard it was like Arizona. I think it started in Arizona. Yeah, and and they basically like because some states that are, you know, crack are being a little bit a certain way. I'm not. I'm not here to talk politics, but that are basically being a little discriminatory, discriminative to certain demographics. Uh, Pornhub is or, or the hub. Sorry, it's out of the bag now. Fuck it's it. out of the bag now. We said it. Demonetized. I was, I was trying to see how long you were going to go before we ain't monetized anyway. So fuck it. Yes. Yeah. So they decided, like, fuck it. If they're, you know, these ass or these hypocrites that are jerking off to lesbian porn are going to like ban gay marriage and ban gay and trans rights. Fuck them. You think that'd be a gateway to that? I mean, doesn't it make me yeah. an ally if I? Yes. You know. Fuck that. Yeah. I, and I was like, yeah, go for it hub do that shit <laughs> yeah they don't get to jerk off to gay porn and then ban gays for their rights Fuck right. that shit. <laughs> can't be hypocritical so yeah that's yeah. the thing so, so yeah so i don't know i don't know if they're gonna get the situation cleared up like i do want to let you know that i heard about this it wasn't like i was just going on there let's see what's going on no i, I heard about it because it was all over Social media, so yeah. Because that's what I. Because when I the article I read was Arizona or one of them states, Arizona or something. You know, the hub is banned in the state. I was like, really? They're banning the hub? They're like, oh no, the hub is banning them. <laughs> Pretty you can't. Mississippi is canceled. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So I'm hey, out of so order. You, you're out of order. For those who you know want their American right to watch the hub. Call your congressman. <laughs> <laughs> we have a God-given right. <laughs> so, anyway, Stop I think protesting. About, right. <laughs> Please do not go out and protest about this. Please don't, Mississippi. Because I almost feel like Mississippians would do that. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest protest i ever seen. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get to the next part of the podcast. I think we talked about that enough. We we've already we, this pro, this podcast probably already been shut down by social media anyway. Just by just because we, we've that gotten time. off to a great start. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Uh. Anyway, let's see what we got here. Oh, uh, uh, I'm gonna let a lot of just a good loader from down the way. That sheep sister. What the hell are you watching? T? What the f- <laughs> what? T M I fat T T M I. We do not want to know your browser history. <laughs> anyway, let's move on past. Let's go to uh, we're going to talk briefly about uh, Secret Invasion too. I think we, we we started with the wrong topic because that's all we will talk about this topic. Time to break out, the, to magazine. Break out the magazine. Yeah, the ma- oh yeah, this the is magazine. not nineteen eighty. 
three. I do, I'm not gonna find Jet Magazine Beauty of the Week. Is this not, this is not. I know that was a little bit too specific. I know, but still. Like, damn, you were really hurt. You were just hurting <laughs> the desperate spot. Right. You said, "I guess I'm jet, jet again." It is. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, the magazines. Those are yeah. antiques now. You got to go to antiques. You're not, you can't even find you. a magazine anymore. Where you can find a magazine from? You can't even find a ma- <laughs> bookstore. <laughs> sounds like sounds like Jake is showing his age. Right, Jake. Are are you? Do you have a copy of Jet Magazine Beauty of the Week? <laughs> uh, anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, Secret of Age. Let's talk about Secret of Age. We're gonna talk about it briefly now. We talked about this last week. Uh, but the thing was, honestly, I thought last week's episode was extremely mediocre. I was like, eh, it's okay. It's something to watch. I'll just keep watching and see what it go ahead. But I do want to uh, bring some good news that this episode actually was promising. It was a very promising episode. I kind of like this episode. was a, a big step up from what we got before. So I think they're good. And the reason is because not because of the action and thing that happened in it's because of the acting. We keep forgetting that even though we complain about Marvel didn't have any talent or any good actors, we forget that some of the best actors in Hollywood right now Work for Marvel. Not not saying all of them. Not saying Paul Rudd and that chick he's with. I'm saying Samuel Jackson. I'm saying Don Cheadle. I'm saying that scroll dude that's a villain in every movie. All of them are great actors. Let's go down the road. <laughs> let's see. We got this guy. This scene. Like, for instance, there were two scenes in this show that was just like, oh, this is some great shit right here. Like, this scene right here. Because uh, the other guys are scroll, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel. The other guys are scroll talking to Nick Fury. And they're talking to each other. And basically, he's basically saying that he didn't tell Fury that he brought all the scrolls here to Earth. There's like a million of them scrolls. And scroll like, and Nick Fury like, what the fuck did you do that for? He was like, well, I was thinking that one day that maybe scrolls and humans could exist hand in hand. And Nick Fury basically said, what? Humans can't even consist, uh, coexist hand in hand. <laughs> We've been killing each other since we learned how to walk. And you thinking scrolls are going to come down here? We don't have room for another, uh, another species down here because we're already going at each other ourselves. And this scene, this other scene right here that just stole the show, the scene between him and Rhodey, Don Cheadle. And I just realized that, damn, that's the first time these two have been like in the room together, just had a conversation with each other. And it was fantastic, man. That was a, a great scene. And the thing is, most people don't understand what happened in that scene because some people are like, because they feel like Rhodey was off script or going like a little bit too hard on Nick Fury in that scene. But when you realize everything Nick Fury has been doing up to that point, it makes sense why he did that. So while this whole Rhodey is a scroll thing, maybe he is. Who knows? Who is? But the point, but you're missing the forest for the trees. Because the thing is, this dialogue that happened in this scene is some of the blackest dialogue that Marvel has done since Black Panther was Killmonger. And, but it was Jet all magazine, beauty. Jet magazine, all that. It was there. <laughs> but the way they did it was it was almost like they were talking in code. Like, you'd only get it if you understood what they were talking about. So, just briefly, I'm going to break down what they were talking about. I'm going to say it how they meant to say it, but they didn't get a chance to say it. <laughs> uh, because basically, Samuel Jackson was like, Brody, help me out. I need help. Nobody else can help me fight these scrolls. Since you're in a position of power, help me out. And basically, uh, you know, Don Cheetah's just like, why should I help you out? You think I the reason you should help me out, my brother... Is because of this. You're in a position of power. I'm just not. They didn't say that, but they said it without saying it. <laughs> they said it quite a lot. Like, brother, we need to help each other out because, yeah, everybody else in a position of power, yeah, they got there because of who they know, because of their dad and stuff like that. 
we don't get any position of powers like that. So when we do get a position of power, we are obligated to help out our brother man, you know, because if we don't, that's when we get mediocre people like Alexander Pierce in power, like the bad, the bad guy from, from Winter Soldier. And that's when Don Cheeto fired back at him like, yeah, I can't do that because, yeah, uh, Alexander Pierce was a mediocre white man, but I didn't get put in this position of power to give my power, get back from a mediocre white man to give to a mediocre black man. Nick Fury, I'm like, oh shit, okay, that's some strong shit right there. So yeah, he's uh, that's uh, some shade. <laughs> yeah, that's some shade. So he threw it right back at him. So so for people that didn't catch you, one eyed motherfucker, <laughs> right? <laughs> so for people that didn't catch the context, what's going on? That's what's going on because that is a conversation that honestly black men have internally and externally all the time with each other. Like, if we are in position of power, are we obligated to help the person underneath us to help build them up, or? Are they taking advantage of us? Are we being exploited by our own people? Those are things we have that conversation we got to talk about. You know, that's that. Yes, being people, BIPOC people. By BIPOC, yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. So we got, and that's the thing. Like I, I, I completely brushed over that affirmative action thing, but I think I'm gonna come back to it just for a second because it kind of hits. I was just about to say, it sounds like they're talking about the very thing that got canceled this week right they got canceled this week because affirmative <laughs> action now i want to say one I, I hate to go completely off script on this but i gotta talk about affirmative action for a second here's my opinion on affirmative action affirmative action is a necessary evil i know that is controversial to say but it just is what it is it's a necessary evil because okay we understand that picking people out because based on this and based on that isn't the best thing to do and again everybody should be you know, accepted and judged and hired based on their merit and based on their credentials and based on things that that's how we that's how we should go in a perfect world. That's how it should go. Here's the thing: we're not we don't live in a perfect world. This is that not how happen. it goes. It didn't. It never happen. happens. It never happens. So people get hired based on who they know. Period. Point blank. Second high. Pretty they don't much. care about your budget. They don't care about any of that stuff like that. So yes, affirmative action is banned. But did you ban? The good old boy system i don't think you did that because it exists we never talk about it but it exists it's there you know and just like like i said that's why you know bipoc people of color we need this just to even get our foot in the door like i said not a perfect system but we need to get our foot in the door because here's the thing about bipoc people people of color we can't go to college drink smoke rape our way through college for four years and come out and get a six-figure job it doesn't work like that for us Bob is not our uncle. We can't go to the firm and just have a job waiting on us. Meanwhile, and, a, and then become yeah. a Supreme Court justice after all that shit. Or president. You know? Or president. Right. <laughs> yeah. It don't work like that for us. Mediocre people of color get brushed aside and forgotten about. And that's best yeah. case scenario. Worst case scenario, we get vilified and hunted down. You know, so that's the thing. So, like I said, affirmative action is a necessary evil not a perfect system but we need something to combat the good old boy system i mean we pretend like it doesn't exist but we all know it it's that thing we don't speak about but we all know about so yeah. back to secret invasion <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that's all i gotta say about that so like i said Rody was saying anything people were saying that he was going on script and he shouldn't be saying these things like that but like i said if people have been really paying attention to Rody or the way dante has been playing them He's been an asshole and a dick this entire time he's been in the MCU. And he kind of has to be because his best friend is Tony Stark. So if he doesn't keep Tony in check, who will? 
you know. But that being said, if Tony, I mean, if Rhodey is a scroll and it turns out that he is uh, not who we say he is, we can always bring back your boy, Terrence Howard. So, <laughs> there you go. That'll be the secret end of the secret invasion right there. Rhodey versus Rhodey, they fight each other. <laughs> That's all I want to say on that one. So, so, so far now, after the second episode, I'm like, okay, we, we have something. Let's, let's keep going and see what we have with that. So. That's all I got with that. Uh, Eli, you haven't been watching it all, have you? Sorry, no. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You know, some people have been trashed. Like I said, I've been I've been into it. But but can we talk about something you have been watching? Sure. Okay, cool. The thing you have been watching, uh, well, I, I think you have. Uh, Superman and Lewis? I did not watch this last episode. I know what happens already, so go ahead and spoil it. But oh, I can do that I, anyway. Remember, remember... <laughs> Last week, I my internet was out, so I was behind. So I was an episode behind. So I have not watched the finale yet. You have not watched so. finale. Okay, so yeah, I am going to spoil it to basically tell you what happened on that. Uh, basically, the story, I mean, the last season has Lex Luthor found Bizarro and mutated him into Doomsday. So they have Doomsday in the last season. I mean, the last episode. And, and how does he team, look? He actually looked pretty good. I'm gonna see if I got a picture of him. I'm, I'm trying to see. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I do. I got a picture of him like that. Like I said, Come for on. a CW budget, he doesn't. He didn't look bad. He didn't look bad. Like Shit, it was way better than fucking BBS. It was better than BBS. <laughs> like when you say it was like for a CW budget, that that's pretty damn good. You know, I mean, like they said, for a CW they, yeah. budget to be better than fucking BBS, right? Come on, yo. <laughs> <laughs> they should have did better than that. So yeah, so I got I got to give credit on that for seeing your budget. They remember that shit? Remember the yeah. arguments we? This is back when when Ogar was on the show. Remember the big old arguments he, we got into? And he loved BBS, and it was the greatest he loved movie it. ever. He thought, and... he thought it looked fine, and he swore that that wasn't his final form. And it was. And it was <laughs> right. <laughs> Just because Zack Snyder said, "No, he'll look better." He didn't. <laughs> he yeah. looked the exact same. I remember speaking of the fat when we saw the trailer, Fat T was with me when we saw the trailer, and we're like, "Who the fuck is that?" And I'm like, "Is that supposed to be Doomsday or somebody?" And Fat right. T was like, "Fuck no, that better not be Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't Doomsday." <laughs> and you got exactly what you were asking for. So yeah, that was it. So Doomsday, like I said, for this for a CW budget, looked pretty good on that one. And the thing was, the ending, the ending got me because it ended. Hold on, let me see. I bet you Fat T saying something right now. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Martha. Yeah, we we not gonna Maria, Maria, Maria. Talk about Maria Hill. I wasn't, but now I am. It's like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but the thing was, it ended. It had one of the craziest endings I've ever seen. It like a, they had one of those cliffhanger hanger endings. Oh, did, where did, did, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can find it. Where Superman, uh. And Doomsday are fighting on the moon. And right when they charge at each other, when Doomsday got like he tears off his two spices like that, it runs at Superman and Superman runs at him. Sure, just cuts off. That's it. The end. I'm like, no, you can't end it like that. Like, what the fuck? Like, it just oh. ends. Just, yeah, oh, it just shit. stops just like that. Yeah. And they're on the moon <laughs> fighting. <laughs> and, and it does make me like, like why, they, why don't you do shit in the movies? But yeah, they sort of end the show like that. I was just like, what? So imagine. Oh, so so yeah, it wasn't, yeah. I, I thought it was like, Cause I heard people fucking bit. No way, that's fucking. That's such a w- bad way to end a season. Blah blah blah. And what a cliffhanger! It's like, oh, did they kill Superman or some shit? That's what I was wondering. Cause we're all wondering the whole season is Lois gonna die? Is right. you know, cause Lois had cancer, and we're all concerned for Lois. And then I was like, whoa, that'd be some shit if like Superman ends up getting fucked up by. Cause we know Doomsday does. 
you know? Right. I mean, every time Dude shows up, up, that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, that would be a qu- quite the twist. But that's even... I think I would get mad at that. <laughs> yeah, it just it just ends. Like, they fight. And the dudes, they kicking his ass the whole time. But then it just ends. Look, man, CW does it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it was actually like... Yeah. I, was, I was shocked. I was surprised. So... However, I will say the best-looking live-action Doomsday or best Doomsday we've seen live-action show actually isn't any of these. It's Krypton. Krypton. It, nobody even remembers this show. I, it, it, never, I watched it was, one episode, it, and that was it. It was actually pretty good. The first season was actually pretty good, and it had the best live-action Doomsday on there. So, yeah, I, I recommend no, that No one. pictures? No pics, man? I started to, but I just thought about it like right now when we were talking about it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so theater of the mind. Just imagine whatever you think is the best live action Doomsday. That's what it is. That's what Krypton is. Now you actually go watch and be like, the fuck? Let me say, I'm going to move on past that. We're going to talk about uh, not only because that wasn't the only CW DC show that had a fa- finale this week. We got to talk about. Gotham Knights. Oh no, I, I haven't been. I I'm way behind. I never caught I, up with this. I'm. I think it's like I'm the only one of six people that have actually seen <laughs> this show. So, and I gotta admit, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Like I'm talking about, like the overall it season wasn't that yeah. bad. I what I saw was not yeah. that bad. Yeah. And honestly, the, I think the season finale was actually pretty solid. It was pretty solid when they wrapped up. Now, one thing, the one of the best things I do like about the show is that, like I said, the heart you got to play Harvey Dent. I didn't watch Supernatural. I think that's where he came from. I didn't watch the show. I didn't know what he was. First five episodes, I like this guy bored as fuck. Why did they hire this guy? Then you get around to the later episodes, and he switches to like big bad horror. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's why they hired that guy because he pulled that shit off perfectly. Now, I do want to say this: they finally turned him into Two Face on the last episode. Wasn't the best looking Two Face of all time. A lot of people are bad. For CW, that's not bad. (laughs) For CW, it's par for the course. I put it like that. So better than that mutant leader. (laughs) Oh, we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Oh, was he? No. Oh, I'm sorry, Jake. You're right. Series finale. Gotham Knight. Gotham Knight's canceled. It's done. It's out of here. So that was the series finale. They didn't know it, and you can tell because they were planting seeds for series for the second season. Like I said. Uh, Harvey Dent just turned into Two Face, and the uh, the boring kid, the one in the front, the leader that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> yeah, front. yeah, the one. In front. I can't even remember his name. Hunter Tyler. I don't know what fucking name is. Anyway, he <laughs> he gets recruited by Henry Descartes. You know the same guy to train Batman in the comics. Saying he was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna do the same thing for Batman. I'm gonna train you, and that's how the show ends. You're like, damn. Okay, so they were setting up some 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 stuff, and I was like, damn. And I know a lot of people were upset about this show because they thought that it had like an LGBT agenda. And maybe it did. But at the same time, it was really just two hot lesbians making out the whole show. So how can you be mad about that? So people just like to complain. I don't know. But yes, but like I said, I like the show. I'm not defending it. I would have been completely satisfied with a second season. Honestly, I would have thought that CW would have leaned towards Gotham Nice and not see uh, Superman and Lois Park getting, getting renewed. Not that Superman and Lois isn't a much, much, much better show. It's much, much, much more expensive. So I thought they'd go with the cheaper show. But I guess they decided to kill two birds with stone. So they're bringing Superman and Lois back, but they are slashing the budget. So it's going to be a Gotham Knights budgeted show. <laughs> like all the people on there, they, they canceled. So, yeah. I mean, fired, basically. So that's what I'll say about that one. So, yeah. So yeah, Everything's getting, well, I mean, it's cool that, yeah, we talked about Superman 
being renewed, but losing mm-hmm. its cast. <laughs> right. <laughs> what did we, what did it cost? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, a lot of shit. You hear about uh, Reservation Dogs is, is is ending after this season, which is it, final sad. season. Yeah. Yeah, they're cre- It's not canceled. They're just creatively ending the show, which is fine. But it's kind of sad for natives because that's like was our only show we had. Right. So. <laughs> but, but it is a good thing that at least you get a chance that the show gets to go out on its own terms so you can actually have yeah, a th- finale, you know. Th- there's bittersweetness, but it also, um, like I said, you know, it, it, that after it's gone, like that's it. Rutherford Falls was canceled too, you know. So that's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, there might be some shows in the works and some films in the works, but as far as like, TV shows and na- and comedy, because right. we don't you know a native show or a native movie an indigenous trauma movie porn. Is coming, yeah, it's gonna it's... be it's gonna be all about sad our sad traumatic history, and that's all good. You know right. those stories. So we we got to know our history, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. We, we those stories are important and they should be told, but we can't focus on our. We, we need joy. We need to celebrate indigenous joy. And that's what right. Reservation Dogs and Rutherford Falls did was we got to see natives smiling, you know, right. like you <laughs> don't have to never... tell us how bad it is. We know yeah. how bad it is. Like, yeah. I don't need to know. be reminded how shitty it is to be an indigenous person. <laughs> like it's okay you know? for you to entertain yeah. us. It can be entertaining, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, our, our trauma is important, but so, you know, Indigenous joy is equally is equally important, and I hope I just hope there's some more native comedies coming down the line because I never knew I needed that. <laughs> right, <laughs> I never so I knew I needed to see that, so, yeah. Michael Gray eyes be funny. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So let's let's go to okay. Let's go to the big news. The big news right here. This has been dominating the, the uh, news circuit. James Gunn. And this, this has been official. James Gunn has announced his new Superman and Lois Lane. So, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's done. I know, P. I know things have been floating around. Like I know every other week, everybody's saying a new Fantastic Four, new Reed Richards and Margot Robbie is going to be no. All this shit's fake. Don't believe any of this shit. Uh, <laughs> but this is real. We got, like I said, this is the new Superman, David something something. I'll, I'll find out his name when he. <laughs> He gets famous. Look at us doing all the work. <laughs> yeah, right. All this meticulous research. <laughs> the big news of the week. Is, we don't know his name, but <laughs> that guy that was in that thing. Eli, I don't even know you, where he's you, from. No, you know this guy. Do I? You know this guy. Okay. So apparently he was in some Mia X. I'm sorry, that's the rapper. Mia Goth in X or some shit. Oh, X? He was in X? I guess. Oh. Really? That's what he said. One of those movies. He was in, he was in one of those movies. Oh, yeah. he was in Pearl. Oh, That's okay. The, he was in Come Pearl. on, Jake. We we're not going to come on, Jake. <laughs> I I've, I've been hearing it all week. I've been hearing it all week. Everybody saying it like, "We got okay, Superman yeah. at home," you know. Now, I will say this that they they do, we do have look Superman alike. at home. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So he him and Henry Campbell, they do look very much like he was in per, yeah, Pearl. He was in Pearl. Pearl. Yeah. Pearl. Okay, yeah, he was in that. So, yeah. Um, just saying, like I said, yeah, so he does look just pretty much just like Henry Cavill did 10 years ago. I mean, a little on the skinny side, but I don't know why everybody's freaking out about this. People are, I, I'm so sick of people getting mad about fan cast. I mean, every time something bad, 
Fan cast when Ben Affleck or or a Heath Ledger or Henry Michael Cavill Keaton. or or Michael Keaton. Every time somebody gets cast, everybody always flips the fuck out. Everybody gets mad. Why are you getting mad? Why? Why do we have to keep going through this cycle over and over again? We just wait for the movie to come out and then bash him, or at least give yeah, him a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because we know nothing about this guy. So where are you mad about a guy you know nothing about? Yeah. Twilight guy, Twilight Pattinson, Patman. Yeah, everybody got flipped I, out over I that. I was yeah. ragging on him since yeah. from day one. And I turned out to love that fucking movie. I still think his suit was stupid, but I love that movie. <laughs> right. And the thing was, we and, and I can't even really bash Rob Pattinson because, I mean, people say he the Twilight movies, like, I've never seen the Twilight movies. So I've never seen the guy act before. I don't know what he could and couldn't do, you know. What did we so, see? Fat T. We saw him in something. He was really good in. He played a scumbag yeah. junkie. I forget what it was. Called. I, I know what movie you're talking he, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking could, about. He could act. Yeah. That um, that got him. That got him the Batman role. Like yeah. Yeah. They saw. They were like, "That's our guy." So yeah. But he just looked so boyish. But then when I saw the movie and oh, this is Batman Year One or Two. Yeah. Fucking worked. You know. Yeah, so that's my thing. So yeah. Like I said, no, everybody needs to quit, quit going through this whole cycle. And the thing, my biggest thing, people are mad because he looks too much like Henry Cavill. How was that a knock? How was that? <laughs> people, don't you love Henry Cavill? <laughs> yes. yes, all <laughs> of you love Henry Cavill. I'm gonna I'm pro- approve your love for Henry Cavill. Good time, you, thanks, right? Jake. That's the that's the movie. good time. Oh, yeah. I know, like, good time. What's he talking about, Jimmy Walker? For I'm like, what the fuck? okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was lost as fuck until you just said that. <laughs> not getting hassled. Not getting hassled. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Uh, like I said, I was going to. Anyway, uh, all right. Like I said, I'm going to prove everybody's love for Henry Cavill because we did a poll on our on our page. And yes, all of every Superman, live action Superman, who is your favorite? And of course, you know who won? Henry Cavill. I think the vote was like 270. Oh, did we do this? We oh. do that. Yeah, it was on our page. Yeah, we did it. Let me blow. I can't see because I'm fucking up live. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Oh, I, I wow, that was pretty neck and neck, man. Yeah, yeah, it was like 600 votes on there. So shout out to everybody that voted for this. So yeah. Yeah, I, oh. I didn't even vote. Yeah, I, I looked for you. I looked to see if you voted this time. Yeah. Like, but. I didn't want to see people Henry Cavill. Who, who, who voted for Dean? One percent voted for Dean Kane. <laughs> you fucking mega! I, 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 I need to look. I'm not gonna out you, but I'm pretty sure if I went in here, I could find out who voted for Dean. It's probably they probably trolled it. They probably trolled it. it wasn't like, <laughs> probably me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Make Dean Kane great again. Anyway, uh, how did how did Nick Cage didn't win? Nick Cage actually got a, quite a few votes, Jake. He did. He did. He got a few votes on there. I put him down there to see what would happen. And yeah, he got some votes on there. Um, but yeah, that's all of that. So yeah, so y'all love Henry Cavill for some odd reason. I have no idea why, but y'all, y'all look. Honestly, I think y'all just in love with Henry Cavill. I've been saying this for the longest. I think that's all it is. Could be. Like that, that's your hall pass. That's your Maybe guy it was right all, uh, yeah, all our women and, you know, our, you know, Another demographic voted for him. Right. That's what or like I said, it wasn't another demographic, even though I know it was Pride Month. I'm just saying these guys are straight, but if they had a hall pass, it'd be Henry Cavill. That's why they voted. <laughs> so it's not gay if you want to fuck Henry Cavill. Like, yes, yes, it is. It is. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 
Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, not Henry Cavill. Uh, oh, Lois Lane. So we got Lois Lane also. Uh, this chick, Rachel something something. Okay, Brosnahan. So she got Brosnahan. Her. Thank, thank you for yes. your research, Eli. Yes. Okay. No, I, I watched the, the Marvelous Miss Mabel. Miss Marvel, Miss Mabel. Great that show. That show is awesome. That show is awesome. Yes. 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 So when they hired her, I was like, yeah, okay, thank you. She's awesome. She needs to be there. So I, I, I'm completely act. on board with her. Yeah. What the fuck movie? She was in this mob movie, this gangster movie on Prime 2. was good. I can't, can't remember what it's Jake, called. Jake, what is it? You're, it a, you're a fact checker. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, Jake. Do you know do you know the mob movie she was in? Right. I know Jake knows it. Off the top of his head, he even got to research it. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. So the fact that Jake, now here's the thing. As far as like the casting of James Gunn is already off the top. Honestly, this is a brilliant cast for both of them. I'm excited for both of them. You know. Uh honestly, mm-hmm. I was not, I was not the biggest Henry Cavill fan. I'm sorry, I don't want to fuck Henry Cavill. I know I'm the only person man on the planet that doesn't want to do that. I don't know. So yeah, I didn't vote for him. Christopher Reeves is my guy. Not that I don't want to fuck Christopher Reeves. I'm just saying. He's my favorite Superman. <laughs> that is the standard, gold standard of Superman. Everybody else is just playing Superman. Chris Reeves is Superman. But this guy, I'm on board. I mean, he looks like Henry Cavill, but if he can act, hey, that's one better than Henry Cavill. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And plus, Lois Lane, we know she got it. So, yeah, we're good on that. So, all right. Yeah. So, we can move she can on past act. It. She's done. She's got range, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, so far, I'm, I'm excited. I feel like James Gunn is on the right track for this. There's not no... It's not some out of out of pocket weird casting like you know, I don't know. And Jamie I heard Fox he like is, did you know? screen tests. He like mixed them up and see how the chemistry. He did like you know he was just like okay you and you come with me. No, he's yeah. like he, you know, see how they work together. You know? Right, because they got to have chemistry. That's the thing. Yeah. And the thing is, I, this guy has to pull off Clark Kent because, like I said, Henry Cavill. I said again, I know he's y'all man crush, but he is the worst fucking Clark Kent ever put on live screen <laughs> so please get somebody that can play clark kent next time uh, i'm your woman thank you jake that's the movie okay that's the movie I, that that rachel brosnahan was in good oh, flip I've never heard of it but okay <laughs> yeah i think it was i think it was on prime or netflix i saw it during the lockdown it, it popped up and i watched it and it was really good okay cool cool all right so uh, before we get to the next part we're going to talk about video game six just real quick i want to appreciate everybody uh they joined into my live stream we're gonna get some live stream action going on right here uh from my now i was streaming miles morales oh let's get us in here yeah i was streaming miles morales the other day oh yeah so like i said i was playing it and honestly eli playing through this whole game i'm starting to realize something miles morales is way more fun to play with on this game than peter parker (laughs) i know a lot of people haven't played now i'm just i'm not saying it because okay because he's black and like that no he's just Fun to play because he all his venom powers and the smashy shit and invisibility stuff like that. He has more powers than Peter Parker, and he feels like he's more reckless. Where Peter Parker feels like it's like, oh, I'm gonna just swing like. But he does like more wilder shit, more crazy shit. With like the animations are more reckless. So just playing it, I'm just like, yeah, I prefer to play as Miles Morales. It's just more fun to play than as Peter Parker, even though you know Peter Parker had the better like story modes of like that. But gameplay wise, yeah. For anybody hadn't played the Miles Morales DLC, definitely play it or at least check out the stream. I'm gonna finish it up probably like next week or something like that. Oh, is it included in Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a whole nother game. Uh, depending on which it's it's complicated. They, it they don't want to call it DLC, but technically it is DLC because sometimes you can buy them like both together. 
because the game is only like about like four or five hours long. That's about it. It's not really that long. It's it's basically DLC. So yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So that means we move to the next part of the podcast. Like I said, this comic book bullies, where we talk about comic books. And Eli, I'm gonna let you go first. I know it's a light week. Technically, it was the last week of June, so of course it was gonna be a light week. So yeah. All right. Um. So what should I do? What should I do? Um. I guess I'll do the Darth Vader book. Mm-hmm. Light week. Darth Vader, black, white, and red, number three. This is just um, basically a Darth Vader short anthology series. Um, the only um, continuing story is the Jason Aaron one. <clears throat> um, we've been getting, you know, a different chapter, short 10-page chapters every month. Um, and we get a continuation of Jason Aaron's story in which these computer hackers have hacked into Vader's suit and are trying to basically kill him, but... Vader uses the force to basically turn into Magneto and kills them all with floating objects and throwing shit while he's strapped down on the table. So nice. that's pretty my cool. Vader. So he so he was unconscious while doing this shit? No, he was uh, he was oh, okay. He, he was uh, okay. He I was like, okay. Move. Okay. He couldn't move. They had control of his his suit. Okay. But Vader just used the force and like threw shit, like threw his lightsaber, you know, fucked them all up. Um, and then we got the Daniel Warren Johnson story. All right, here um, we go. Very writing and drawing it. Um, yeah, he was an artist as well as writer. Very simple story, just Vader being a badass. He goes down on a planet, um, chasing a rebel ship, rebel ships down onto a planet. The uh Commander's like, should we send the, you know, the, you know, deploy the TIE fleet? Like, nope. He wants to do this himself. So mm-hmm. it's just Vader taking out the entire rebel fleet. Fucking takes them all out in his TIE fighter. He force chokes other pilots. <laughs> <laughs> while they're in the- <laughs> while they're in, while they're flying, he force chokes other pilots, <laughs> other pilots. Then goes down on the fucking lands on the planet, takes them all out. It's very simple, not much of a plot, but it's Daniel Warren Johnson, who I love his art style. Very raw, not very exaggerated. It's totally unrealistic. You know, you don't want, you don't look at Daniel Warren Johnson's art for like realism. It's right. hyper realism. It's totally fake and exaggerated. And it's more about the energy and the rawness. And that's what I love about his work. And it's just watching Vader just murk everybody. <laughs> um, and then the last story was written by Mark Bernard, who is a part oh, of... Oh, okay, Bat- from Batman, Batman and Batman. Batman. Or yeah. 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 And it's just uh, Vader. This had the best story, yeah. Vader takes this pilot down to a planet. They said there's a diplomatic uh, mission he's going to go on. Um, takes this uh, pilot down. Turns out it's her home planet. Turns out it's her hometown. Um, and says, "Yeah, I'm I'm here on a diplomatic mission." And this this pilot's like, "There is no diplomats here." Oh so, yeah, I've been informed, or I've figured out we have a spy in our ranks, and starts force choking the pilot. Damn. Okay. <laughs> He's like, "You're a spy." So you can either die right now 
or you can be a double agent and you can feed me information from the rebellion. Look so at they Vader, okay. To, they recruit they agree to be a become a double agent. And um, and then this weird thing where Vader talks about, I don't want to, I don't want to destroy the rebellion. I just want to keep the rebellion going because a rebellion is essential to an empire. They need a conflict to fight to keep. Their, oh, almost like the same know, thing in the Matrix. Like we expect the variable to resist, so we just let them yes, do whatever. Basically, yeah, okay. I was like, "Damn, that's some dark shit," you know. Mm-hmm. And this is, and here's your, and then so at the end, he's like, "Here's your house. Go and say your goodbyes because you're never seeing them again." And that's how <laughs> it ends. <laughs> that's messed so I up. I thought that was pretty wicked. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is like I said, I've been really digging this story. It's or this comic <laughs> book. It's just you know Vader, just Vader being a badass. Way, way cooler than he ever was in the movies, doing wicked, you know, overpowered shit that we never seen him do. (laughs) And it's just just pretty cool. So, yeah, this is a four out of five. Nice, nice. Okay. All right. So, ooh, man, this next book. This next book is going to be one of those crazy-ass X-Men books that got a wall of text on them and shit like that. So, it took me three times to read it, even understand what the hell was going on. (laughs) Okay. So while you do that, I gotta dip out real quick. I'm go for it. I'm just go ahead and just knock this book out there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So the book I'm going to do is I don't even know the name is damn, but what is it? Heralds of X Men, X Men, X Men Before the Fall, Heralds of Apocalypse, twenty uh twenty three oh one. Yeah. So Heralds of Apocalypse. So that's what this book is about. Is that it's about the X? Uh, it's about the fall of mutant storyline is coming up. So this is like a prelude to the Fall of the Mutant storyline and basically what's going on with Apocalypse. We haven't seen Apocalypse since the Ten of Swords because he left the island Krakoa and went to go be with his family. So now this whole book is just with his family and we just pick up from there. So let's get it started. So, yeah. So the book starts off with Apocalypse just floating over dead bodies just saying, what is strength? You know, meanwhile, his wife is here and his wife is basically not here on a social call. She wants to go back to earth because apocalypse locked the door locked the gate behind him so they're stuck in ameth this mystical world and they can't get back to planet earth and she like i want to go i want to get out of here i need to go now why does she want to go back there we will find out that in a second this is almost like they want this to read like the bible but it's really more like a 2b movie just like i wonder i want bet you wonder how i got here so that's what it's like so him and his wife are like his wife's like you're going to send me back to uh Krakoa you're like no you're not you're like yes you are and and Pac was like what you gonna do you're gonna persuade me you're gonna send your army you're gonna send my children and like no I'm gonna persuade you myself let's do this and she plays out two swords hand him one sword throws him a sword and she was like so why don't you try to counter uh counter my argument with your own argument and basically get to the point so basically they're gonna fight it out you know and it's basically, uh, I'm going to just cut to the chase on this one. This is where back in the time, a millennium ago, a thousand years ago, when they're in the, the realm of Akara. And basically, it's just a peaceful planet. Uh, Apocalypse and his wife, Genesis, are just raising their four kids. Get it? Four kids, four horsemen of Apocalypse. Yeah, it's all thing. So it's just a paradise that they're right there. And then while they're just celebrating paradise and Apocalypse is just, you know, walk, taking his kids for a walk, that's when they get uh, a, a blink, and that's when they really, and that's when that whole Hickman thing about the Twilight Sword hit. Basically, war come up, annihilation comes to Akora. 
and they basically war for like a, a thousand years you know meanwhile genesis and apocalypse are still fighting each other they're going back and forth they're not using the mutant powers they're just fighting each other just sword versus sword and they're basically reminiscing on what they did the basically the thousand year war they fought against annihilation and the thing is apocalypse doesn't know how the war really really ended and she's telling them so while annihilation they finally was about to be annihilation genesis did some magic shit beat uh, beat all annihilation's armies and and she's about to tell them what exactly happened so like i said they had peace they had paradise but what apocalypse don't know is that his wife brought annihilation to their peaceful paradise she didn't want paradise she wanted war but she thought that they was going to win the war so when they found out that they weren't going to win the war she basically made a a a a deal with annihilation to cut Akara in half which one half is Krakoa and the other half is Arako so his wife is responsible for the whole shit we thought it was Apocalypse the whole time it's his wife she's the one we need to be worried about so while Apocalypse was pissed off about what finally happened he just like you basically squandered peace and we had me peace and that's when his wife like stabs him right there bam two two jabs and then she's just talking to him she's like don't act like what he did you would have did the same thing so anyway we finally get to the point of why she wants to go back to Krakoa because apocalypse lied to her about a few months ago they finally realized they just finally asked like they didn't know that a Rocco had it on planet because the storm made a Rocco Mars so like wait it's a planet so did the mutants conquer earth they're like nah I didn't conquer earth so what really but what they don't know is that the Eternals wiped out a Rocco and apocalypse knew about it because he's been spying on earth the whole time but and he hid the information from them so apocalypse has been lying to his family the whole time that the mutants are doing good but really they've been wiped out by the eternals so you're like uh-uh that ain't good we're going to war fuck this shit and that's why she wants to get the codes from apocalypse right now to go home but anyway they finally talk it over with apocalypse like okay fine you convinced me but apocalypse of course it did because his mutant power is to manipulate every single atom on his body so he grows four arms rips out the swords grabs the swords but instead of fighting his wife again he just throws the swords down oh he's like look you convince me i'll let you go back to earth i'll give you one of these gateways i'll take the other gateway and i'll plant the other gateway here in the island of my, this planet because mutant power is always played in mutant blood and she takes the annihilation mask with her and she goes to the gateway back to planet earth the end so yeah and he walks with some kind of goat demon and yeah so like i said this book was very hard to comprehend and accomplish but i somehow made it through somehow got through it all i can tell you is that this book is based on how did apocalypse wife come back to planet earth apocalypse letter she's worse than apocalypse she's even more dangerous than apocalypse and she's coming to fuck some shit up so i'm pretty sure this whole fall of mutants thing this is what they're talking about so yeah overall so what i get this book i get this book a mm, honestly 2.5 out of 5 this was a struggle to read because they're trying to make it so epic and so daring and so big but i was like nah it ain't it ain't hitting like that so no nah. so that's what i got all right eli's not back yet so i guess i will take my turn and do my next book so the next book i'm going to do is uh action comics number what is this action comics number no not that one 1056 I'm doing after action comics number 1056 okay 
So basically what the story is, I'm going to just minimize Eli for a second. There we go. There we go. All right. So basically what this book is, is the final story of Hank Henshaw. Uh, Hank Henshaw's storyline with, with Superman. So the Superman family has been fighting. Oh, you're back. Okay. All right. Get out of it. Okay. So the Superman family has been fighting Hank Henshaw. They've been fighting Metallo, not knowing that, that Hank Henshaw, the cyborg Superman, is really pulling the strings behind Metallo. He's oh, really you're doing another book. Okay. Oh, no, no. I, you're back now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. You, you go ahead. You no, no, no. Go ahead. No, Hank Henshaw. What, what book is this? Oh, okay, action this, comics. Yeah, Action Comics 1050. I don't I don't know if you read this or not, but yeah. No, I, right. I'm not on the Action Comics. Okay, so this this is the last well, the last book I'm doing, so I'm going to just go ahead and knock this out and we'll kind of go from there. But yeah, so like I said, Hank Henshaw has been pulling the strings behind Metallo. They finally found out where Hank, Shaw, Hank Henshaw is, a cyborg Superman, and this is the final fight between the Superman family with Metallo fighting cyborg Superman. So, let's get to it. Okay. All right. So, the book starts off with uh cyborg superman and superman fighting each other um they're underneath like i said an old building that lex lex luther used to use oh and also basically he he's thanking superman because he's thanking superman because he was able to hack into world war technology now he has world war technology inside of him and he has the white sun radiation that's powered of superman to like ungodly levels he's on that level too so cyborg superman is more powerful than he's ever been before and he's just beating the shit out of superman so he's like i still hate you superman but i thank you for this meanwhile he's fighting all the superman family by himself <laughs> uh meanwhile uh oh and he's also kidnapped metallo's sister and turned her into a metallo herself so she's lady metallo and she's trying to kill superman's kids but our metallo well metallo is saving the kids from lady metallo his sister so yeah so while they're fighting, and Hank Henshaw is basically telling him, I gotta look at this panel, this panel, show this panel. This panel right here, this panel is awesome. Hank Henshaw is basically telling Superman, you don't understand how powerful I am right now. I know your other half of your family is here fighting me, and the other family is down there fighting A-Town against my other cyborg robots, and you got uh, refugees down underground. Guess what? I am fighting all of you at the same time, and I know every single thing that is going on, and none of you are going to beat me. And even if you do manage to beat me, I can just replicate myself and just keep going. Like, oh shit, so nothing you can do can stop me. So you got, uh, yeah, so you got Superboy and the Eradicator fighting, and, and the Superboys are like, Eradicator, will you please help us do something? You're like, I could, but you're like a flawed clone, and Superman got them bastard kids, so I don't really feel like helping either one of you, because nothing y'all got anything to do with Krypton. But... I will tell you this one thing. Since you got these crazy tactile uh, powers that don't come from Krypton, why don't you use those powers to manipulate the electrical field around it to stop Hank Henshaw from replicating himself? You're like, wait, I could do that? You're like, well, why don't you try it and see? So that's what Superboy does. He does some kind of weird tactile kinesis thing and basically disrupt the electric field all around the building. So Cyborg Superman knows what he's trying to do, so he's trying to get to him before he can stop him. And he tells, uh, yeah, he tells Lady Metallo to kill Superboy. But before he could do that, Seal uh, Steel smacks the shit out of her. He was like, uh, and then smacks that to the ground while doing that. Metallo smacks the shit out of Steel. He like, don't touch my sister, <laughs> you know, and knocks him out. Uh, and he was like, don't worry. Uh, he tells us, don't worry. I won't let them touch you. And, and Cyborg Superman comes over and just heat visits her in the face. He's like, well, you're a wasted clone, <laughs> you know. 
Uh, and then Metallo goes at it. He's like, okay, you attack my sister. I'm going to come after you. He's like, well, why don't you come at me, Metallo? And he knocks Metallo's jaw off. He's like, that Metallo, don't you understand? You've always been in the, you've always been a tool for people better than you. You're just a gun that thinks he's a real boy. You know, and just get the shit out of here. He's like, no, I know what I am. So he kryptonites heat visions through his face, puts his claws all in him like, the, I know what I am the whole time. You just forgot what I am. And then Metallo rips Cyborg Superman in half. And then drops half and drops his body on the ground like that. And since Superboy did that shit where he can't replicate himself, he's done. He's out of here. So, yeah. Meanwhile, all his clones all over Metropolis just die. That's it. You know, they just fall asleep. They're like, we won. That's it. Meanwhile, uh, Keenan, you know, China's Superman can hear a heartbeat. And it's a callback to what Superman taught him earlier. Like, even if your enemies, you still do everything you can to help us. So he realized one of the guys still has a heartbeat. So he takes that one guy to the hospital, you know, as a listen to Superman, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, that's it. So we're going to keep going past this. And the next page is Superman. I just love this panel right here. That's pretty cool. It's just Superman just looking over the city. and He's just hearing the heartbeat of everybody in Metropolis, just making sure that everybody's okay. You know, he's looking at Steel, you know, his family. They're working on some shit. Uh, meanwhile, some other people are getting their ass whoops or like that. He's looking at his family. They're just watching TV. And meanwhile, we got a call back to John John Kent and his other two super twins. They're playing Coney Ball, which is a thing that he wanted to play with Superman. But now all of his kids are playing the game together also. So they're bonding together. Coney, I thought Coney that was a, Ball? Coney Ball. It's a game that Superboy and Superman made up. I think where they throw oh, a cone, okay. a pine cone in space, and they find out who can chase faster or, or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. okay. Some stupid shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, we go to Steelworks Towers, and basically Steel has remade uh, both Metallo and Lady Metallo, like, basically replicant bodies, you know, synthetic bodies to make them pass as human. Blade Runner, yeah. Yeah, some shit like that. They're still robots, but they look human, you know, like that. And she basically is like, I don't like this. And she basically tears off her skin and realizes that she's still metal underneath it. She was like, I don't want to be a monster like you. And she's like, no, 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 you're not like me. You don't understand. Uh, Besides the kryptonite, before the kryptonite, before the metal parts, Whatever made me me, I was there a long time ago because I had I did what I had to do to protect you. You, on the other hand, you're like Superman and the rest of those guys. You're a good guy. So, and don't worry. And now that you're with me, this monster will always be next to you. I will be with you and protect you. And meanwhile, Superman, Steel, and, and Natasha, they're just looking at this heart for moment. And Superman's just like, don't worry about Metello. I have faith in him. And the end. Like I said, it's some more. Sh- oh no, it's not the end. Some other shit goes on. Oh, what is what is that storyline coming up? That Devil's Night DC shit coming up? <laughs> night Night Terrors or night, something? Night, night Terrors. That shit. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's yeah, that, what, everything's doing that. That basically all the DC books are doing that for the summer. Yeah. So so this is this epilogue is setting that up. So basically, like the the terrorist group, the Blue Earth, are uh, basically been beaten. And they're like, we need to uh, find a way to get back at Steel because he's using Kryptonian technology over Metropolis. We're, we're looking at the the Kryptonification of Metropolis if we don't do something. And that's when uh, the person that created this terrorist group, this organization, tells them, no, we're not going to do that. We got, I got another plan. And this is, I don't know who. Now, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who this is. Now, I'm going to take a wild stab to get it, and I'm probably wrong. 
but I think this is Clarion the Witch Boy, even though Clarion the Witch Boy can turn into Clarion the Witch Girl anytime they want to. So it may be them, but may not be them. So, but anyway, whoever this person is, this girl, she created this terrorist organization. She's saying, what we're going to do is that we're going to frame Superman as a mass murderer and we're going to uh, take the credit for it, and we're going to clean up his mess to be continued. Night terrorists, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, night terrorists. Okay, so. I just pulled, I just pulled out the, uh, the. Um, oh, the look at you with the collectible. With the free comic book day preview of, yeah, the night terror event. All yeah, summer. So, yeah, so they're put they're pushing the shit out of this, even though I don't know what the hell yeah, this is. Yeah, and remember this July and August. Oh fuck no. <laughs> hell to the fuck no. Hold on, let me let me blow this up. Let me blow this up. <laughs> this hell is the checklist. To the no, no, no. I'm not doing that shit. No. It's like a fucking phone book. <laughs> I will watch Everything. Gomer's podcast and yeah, but what let me do I mean night terrors number one and two. Okay, so there's a nightmare or night terrors actual book yeah but it's cross action comics batman black adam catwoman detective green lantern harley nightwing poison ivy punchline ravager shazam superman the flash joker titans wonder woman zatanna everything like basically the whole dc lineup is gonna be why doing this shit why are they doing this shit so, <laughs> that shit better be good i'll, I'll read some of it that shit better not if my you socks off. hey if you read some of it i'll at least do the main book i'm not I'll, i'm I'll, not i'm see, not paying for all this shit I'm see not, here's the I, thing you know i you know i have a cheat code for crossovers right here's my cheat code fuck no even look at that shit give me, give me ptsd <laughs> okay so here's my cheat code for for crossover events Normally, when I read a crossover event, I will read the main story and anything that guy is writing. I will read his stories. However, this is Joshua, Joshua Williamson. Williamson. He <laughs> writes every fucking thing, He's so I'm not everything. reading all this shit. Yeah, Batman, uh, Superman. No, he's on Superman, right? He's on Superman. He's on Green Bat Arrow, which I'm not reviewing. He's writing all oh, this Ch shit. Chip Sadarsky's on Batman. Is he doing? Who's writing Detective? That's Ram so, V. Ram V, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not reading all Josh Williamson's <laughs> shit. Hell no. Who's He's writing, writing half of DC and IDW. Fuck all that. No, man. Grant, Green Lantern, that's that's him too? Well, Green Arrow, that's him. Yeah. Oh, Green Arrow. Who's writing yeah. Green Lantern? I forget. Him, him too. Him too, yeah. I think he is writing Green Lantern. <laughs> 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 it might not be. I'm just making this shit up. I don't know. But still, he's writing a whole bunch of shit. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if you if you if you do it, uh, I'll at least follow the main series. Which now that I'm thinking about, it, those books are probably gonna be like five, six bucks a piece now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn it, Jack. Please, DC. Please hire somebody else. You don't have to have one guy write all your shit. <laughs> so, oh man. All right. So, so what book you got? Uh, well, Ghost Rider number fifteen. Okay. Benjamin Percy been killing it on this book. Um, Has so it the group Ghost Rider Wolverine crossover yet? Uh, we've yeah. Well, that happened okay. already. Okay, I thought I thought it was another big one coming. No, that's uh Wolverine and Predator. No, oh, no, no, no. I, I think like another like they built into another Ghost Rider Wolverine, like a like they might do like a one shot or something. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, know. but this is like we're getting to the end. This is the uh the end of the story arc where 
Um, so there's a secret government laboratory called Infernal Labs that have been doing experiments on demons and the spirits, spirits of vengeance and stuff. So they had Danny Ketch, the Danny Ketch ghostwriter. Um, and he, they took him, he made a deal. Like if you take my spirit of vengeance out, I, you know, I'll, you know, you can, uh, you can have it basically. Mm-hmm. So the, the woman, the doctor who's in charge of all this shit, her brother was possessed by a demon and is now in hell. So that's why she's doing this. So she, they extract the spirit, Danny's spirit out of him, and she puts it in this like mech robot, which we see right here. So that's uh, Danny's spirit of corruption or whatever. There's a spirit of vengeance, spirit of corruption. So that's Danny's spirit of corruption in this mech robot. She takes it, opens a portal to hell to go rescue her, bu- her brother who's been down and trapped in hell. Meanwhile, Johnny Blaze and that Talia, that FBI chick with the psychic powers, they are on their tail. They've been investigating this shit. They find the laboratory. Um, they find out that Danny, that they this chick took the fucking spirit out of Danny, which now now Danny is just a human. You know, he can so get no possessed and he's down in hell. Okay. Yeah, and he's down in hell. <laughs> so Johnny goes down to hell to go rescue uh, Danny. Um Meanwhile, the, the doctor chick, she goes down, she finds her brother all possessed. He's all demon, like evil dead out, deadite style. And she starts losing control of Danny's spirit that's inside this mech robot suit. And she loses control and the spirit, Danny's spirit uh, escapes. So it takes off. She doesn't have that spirit anymore in that mech robot. Um, and she's trapped down in hell. Um, meanwhile, Johnny finds Danny. He's still alive. Um, he just doesn't have a spirit. So now Danny's spirit of corruption is like wandering around in hell, you know, looking for a mm-hmm. host. So, and that's kind of where it ends. Um, pretty cool. You know, this is starting to like build up towards the finale. Um, yeah, I've been really digging this series. You know, it's just taking Ghost Rider back to its horror supernatural roots of the 90s, you know. Uh, just fighting demons and monsters and what have you. And uh, it's been cool. I've been digging this. And yeah, this is another four out of five. Digging this book. Okay. So, all right. Well, I've I've done all the books I was going to do. I'm not doing anything else. I'm not doing that shitty-ass Green Arrow book. Uh, (laughs) I ain't doing the shitty-ass Daredevil and Echo. You didn't do Aliens? (laughs) Aliens was okay. Okay. It was one of those break, like, they're going to explain. They're explaining shit. It's another exposition. They're building up and building up. And now that I think about it, and this I read the Predator too. Mm-hmm. They're they're getting pretty wordy. Like last couple issues have been just like exposition dumps. Right. I don't mind. And it is it like philosophical or is it just like? Yeah. I mean, the Alien book is dealing with like corporate takeover and the environment exploiting. You know environmentalism and, and 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 exploiting like natural resources because they're on a a water plant they're on a, a frozen moon that they're basically getting water from mm-hmm. um and uh and just taking over that water source they're, oh this is a water source and water is a precious commodity in the commodity in the universe and this big corporation comes and takes it um so it's dealing with that but as far as like the alien the actual 
plot of the aliens, they're still thawing out. Like they're still frozen in the, they're still having, I'm waiting for the carnage to start. And it's been two issues and it's been kind of, it's been a lull. Like this issue was a lull, last issue was a lull. Same thing with Predator, the pre the new Predator series where it's basically all the, like the movie Predators were all, the, they're all on that island or that planet getting hunting, yeah. but they're all from different time zones and shit. That's getting a little long and drawn out too. And then as far as Daredevil and Echo. Uh, did come out there, right? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the writing was a little cheesy this week. Oh, damn. He was doing so good. He was doing so good. But that, he, went, he, he was like, now he's getting a little, a little, a little, a little juvenile with his writing. Okay. You know, I yeah. still like the whole flashback of the gangs in New York thing and Hell's Kitchen and Matt Murdock's great, great grandfather or whatever, being mm -hmm. a part of the street gangs, the dead rabbits and stuff. And this demon demon cult that's resurrecting demons and Demogoblin was in it, but it was just kind of, kind of cheesy, a little cheesy. So I don't know. So I didn't review that either. Okay. <laughs> <Just now>. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I just said about now, but I was a little disappointed in it. Strong opening, strong first issue. This the second issue, I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we come back next time. So I don't know. And green, right. no, you read Green Arrow. I I only read that first issue, and then I like the second issue. That's and yeah, the other one. And he he's still in space. Yeah, he's in, no, he's in the future now. He's in the future now. Okay, but yeah. So, but like I said, I wasn't talking about the book. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, last thing I want to talk about is, like I said, last month was black music month so we do want to i know that the npr had a tiny desk concert with juvenile and i told people about this two months ago it was going to happen everybody thought i made the shit up and it happened <laughs> it actually happened now people that don't know about juvenile never heard of juvenile they want to know that juvenile <laughs> is a <laughs> that's him <laughs> <laughs> he, but the thing about him he's a gangster rapper that makes you dance so he's still rapping about shooting and killing and everything like that, but you can dance with it. It has a catchy you beat to it. So, yeah. yeah, so it's like, I'll shoot your head. I'll, you know, also like that. It's fun. You know, like that's Back so, that know, ass up. Right, back that ass up. That's the that, thing about juvenile that you can say anything to a woman in a song. It was a catchy beat. She would do it. Shake that ass, bitch. She'll dance to it. You know? <laughs> so, so, like I said, NPR, if you really want to take it that far with Tiny Disc Concert, give me Project Pat. Do that one, and I, whether or not he's in jail or not, I don't know. Do it from jail. I don't know. That, that's that. That's a little deep for me. I'm not. That's a little deep. I, if you do it, you'd be like, "Why the fuck are they doing this?" That maybe too. <laughs> it'd be too shocking to do it. They have. They have the balls to do it. So no, every time I say that on this show, people will do it. <laughs> like I said, they don't have the balls to do Blood Syndicate. They did Blood Syndicate. They don't have the balls. Oh, yeah, 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 they yeah. did, and and it was just okay. <laughs> You're right, and it was just okay. It's it's all on DC Universe. So I'm actually sit down and read it just to just to make sure. Like, is it? It might read better as a as, yeah. It might read as, better yeah, as, yeah, as a binge yeah, read as a, yeah. or whatever like that. So, yeah. yeah, so that's all I got. So to celebrate that, I'm gonna end the, I'm in the show with the juvenile song on the audio podcast. I said, oh, also I forgot to add this. Also, if is you it listen to Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> not that when I thought about it, I was like, and I really love this song, but not that song. I want to switch it up and not back that ass up either, you know. <laughs> uh, also, like I said, if you've been listening on Stitcher, you're not listening to us on Stitcher because Stitcher is actually ending this week. Um, 
Thank you. Fat T knows what the fuck I'm talking about. He knows about Project knows Pat. <laughs> Fat T knows is no. He was the hip hop. Fat, yeah. Fat T, what you know about Project Pat? <laughs> yeah, he. That's the thing is he 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 knew he was the hip hop head. I was the metal yeah. head, and we sort of crisscrossed. Right, kind of. Right. I listened to some of his shit. He listened to some of my shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I said, Project Pat has a Fat Fat T will tell you about him. He got it. Uh, anyway, what else we got to talk about that? Like I said, that's pretty much it. That's all we got to talk about. Definitely listen to uh, this Geeks and Comics. Uh, I'm pretty sure they went way deep in the books that we didn't talk about. I'll, I'll listen to that podcast later on also. Listen to tomorrow also. I probably won't be on tomorrow's episode. I think I got shit to do. So yeah. But Oh, and be- also Pluto yeah. TV has, has a 24-hour Godzilla channel. <laughs> Godzilla movie. So they finally got that. Okay. 24 hours. And they got some ones that are hard to find that I've been I've been trying to track down for a while. Some are from the high year, like Godzilla 1985, which has been out of DVD print for a long time. Mm-hmm. Godzilla versus Biolante. There's some rarities on Pluto now. So I basically the thing's been on for the last two days. <laughs> <laughs> Just Godzilla. Yeah. So good. All right, so that's all we got. Like I said, we'll come back next week. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. It'll be a brand new month, so we'll go from there. Oh yeah, Project Pat. And or should I aim with Project Pat? I don't know. I'm gonna flip. <laughs> I'm gonna do like two face and flip a coin. Juvenile Project Pat. Thank you, the man. <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel. Why? 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 What? What? Cash money, rich niggas, love. Loud tight, big rims, nigga, that's my life. While I pull up at the club, sorry, that's my night. I know a lot of haters probably saying that that's not right. But my diamonds are much bigger, so that's my life. Bling, bling. I only carry big faces, you win no jing, jing. Man, you can ask your wife and she will say the same thing. And your children be amazed when they see me on the big screen. <laughs> I crack myself up. I know I talk a lot, but I can back myself up. Got that house on the beach, that's why I shack myself up. You ain't really got more money than me. Bag about it. Let's just say somebody gave me a check, took the bag about it. So I just bought a new roll and gotta take a leg about it. And me with no ice, it's like a Prince concert that ain't crowded. They see the beam in the truck in the B12 and be what's next. Then that's when I pull up in the BEL.
ride with Chris Style in the passenger seat. Don't hate me, cause I'm a little baller. Got my weight and Angola. Fucking your girl caller. Nigga, I stunt, and I'm a stunt till I can't no more. Chest lit up like the oaks from the diamonds I spoke. Yo, I can't be touched. Don't think I'm too much, nigga. I'm rich, what the fuck? Rolex crushed out with the bezel. And all the fools to get close to me gotta be on my schedule. I got so much money, I don't know what to do. Buy houses and cars and break bread with my crew. Don't say I had no fame. 